0: Y'all, welcome to another episode of Millennial Pastor. We just got back off our Christmas break. We had a good time. We're down here. We're coming at you from Clear Lake, Texas. Houston, Christmas, Texas.
1: Christmas, New Year's, twenty eighteen. Mm. Ready to go?
0: Yeah, ready to go. And a lot of people are setting like their New Year's resolutions. Uh, I actually challenged the youth last night to do a New Year's resolution. It's in Colossians three, one through seventeen. I was like, Colossians three, New Year, New Me, and so uh, that it's, rhymes. So it's rhymes, got so it's a good
1: youth ministry thing. Stuck it in there. Do it.
0: Anyway, so we got, we, got uh, we took this time of break and really got a good lineup of, of things that we're going to talk about as we continue with Millennial Pastor. We're so excited to get back at it. It's going to be good. Um, today, we're talking about discerning your calling as a pastor, as a minister, and we've got a couple other episodes coming up. What are those going to be?
1: Yeah. After you discern your call, just figure out if you are like called to ministry, and if so, what type of ministry and all that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about how do, how do you get a ministry job and... Uh, how do you prepare for ministry so yeah, hopefully that helps you out again the the reason- the purpose of this podcast is to prepare young leaders young leaders leaders in general but really young leaders for ministry taking taking the reins and helping minister to the church
0: yeah it's it's really cool like because the i I'm, I'm having a good time talking about the practical um the practical takeaways the practical uses um we get a lot of i know like coming up and deciding when i was deciding on seminary when i was deciding on ministry jobs coming up i got a lot of awesome awesome really great biblical advice straight straight out of the bible and that's and that's what we're coming from that's the lens we're looking from but there was a lot of times i wasn't getting practical um like things that i could do to help me kind of move that way um i was getting like like okay awesome my spirit is full my heart's full i'm ready to go what step okay now what yeah so
1: we're gonna talk about that, but first, do you do you have any New Year's resolutions?
0: So I actually had a resolution before. You are
1: like, you were doing awesome with the whole like eating healthy. Stuff. Yeah, I was eating healthy
0: <laughs> um, th- th- in the month of December, uh, and I knew Christmas was coming up. So Christmas came up, and I ate whatever I wanted we to. We took a break Christmas, from podcasts. Took a break well. from yeah. Oh, so right. we're getting back in the running, grind of it. Actually, was, I was supposed to get back on it this week, but I, did, I realized we still have a lot of unhealthy food left at our house. So we're going to eat all that because that's good. Waste not, want not. That's a good
1: call. And my wife's doing a marathon on Sunday. Yeah. And I, um, I don't do marathons. I just you know <laughs> support my wife who does marathons. But so gonna, she, she's running enough for both of us. We're going to do a trail run. We're going to do a five k through the woods. Mm. That is enough for, for us. That sounds, that sounds great. To we're going to train for like I've a never week and a half. One. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. So um, I guess a, a New Year's resolution for me would be like, yeah, get back in the running uh, thing, trying to do a little bit more working out. Those are the stereotypical things that everybody yeah. does. Mm-hmm. We've got our Bible reading plan for the year, Yep, which I think is pretty awesome. It's something I've seen churches do. And we've, we did, we had one last year. We have the one this year. But I would definitely encourage you, get in the Word, get a, a Bible reading plan uh, while we're talking about resolutions and before we jump into this. One of my professors, Dr. Dr. Lawless, and um, I'm a... I'm, in a doctor of ministry, trying to finish that up. We'll get into that in the future. But um, he was talking, he was sharing that during the, every new year, he reads through the Bible mm-hmm. and he picks about five different topics that he really wants to kind of pray through and discern through scripture. So what he does is he he, got, he gets a brand new study Bible.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool. Every
1: That's awesome. Year. Happy you know new year to him that's that's cool and then he picks like five four or five topics so he's like i want to see what scripture as i'm reading this i want to be sensitive to you know what it says about discipleship what it says okay. about the holy spirit what it says about um spiritual gifts or uh, where can i see christ in scripture yeah so he'll he'll just pick some topics and yeah. as as he reads through he Picks a different highlighter color for each one of those topics that oh, he's looking man. for. So his at the end of the year, his study bibles filled with highlights, so he can look back about like he's like, "That's my Holy Spirit and Jesus focused." Bible. Is this
0: your way of telling me that we should do this with our new Charles Spurgeon Probably. study bibles?
1: Oh um, yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, we just got these. You way to like name drop Charles Spurgeon. Yeah. In <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> no big, no big deal. No big deal. No big deal.
1: So yeah, um, that'd be pr- that'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean, awesome. really, what that's I'm doing cool. with the kids. Is we're reading through our Bible reading plan, and to get them engaged, we are. I'm telling them like, "Oh, be listening." And so, if and I want at the end, I want you to tell me what like passage, what verse, or what theme stuck out stood out to you, so that we can. Uh, and and I'll put a little line next to it, and put your initials next to that passage in scripture. So yeah, it's been really cool because my son's been like, "I want you to put my initials next to this part because I liked when Jesus said this," and mm-hmm. my daughter and then she has to pick one and yeah that's been cool so man that's awesome that's our that's our our thing um definitely have some a New year's resolution for our church just mm-hmm. to really pray through revitalization here yeah and that's why we're here as mm-hmm. young leaders to uh just love the church yeah for and, sure. uh, and and just to see God move here and to lead the church through praying and seeking God and that, that, yeah. that Ties into the whole discernment process to begin with for sure for ministry. So as you are as we're gonna be talking about, are you called to ministry? I mean, number one, that's the first that's the first thing. Are you you even called to ministry? You
0: gotta answer that to start off with.
1: Like, do you just think? I had I had a guy who said who who said this, and I I didn't I didn't laugh, but he said it as a joke. He was like, "I'm doing college ministry because I wasn't good at math." Oh. So I decided to so do ministry. So
0: that was a joke.
1: Yeah. Wow. And everybody was like, ah, but like, I think there's some truth to that. I think that some people, happen. some people are like, well, I wasn't good at this or I wasn't good at that. So ministry seemed pretty easy or yeah. relational or that, that would be something I can do. Yeah. But you better, you better like seriously figure out if you're called to ministry. because yeah. It's not like, it's not something you, you step into lightly. Yeah
0: you you shoulder a lot of burden a lot of responsibility when you step into ministry and so i wasn't i wasn't good at math is not a good um
1: how how were you called the excuse. ministry
0: um man so i was doing uh i was doing children's camps throughout the summer um and i was also part of uh student ministry Centricade Kid. Uh, Kid camp and i was doing Tennessee Tech BCM and i remember uh my second year doing Center Kid, i brought a, brought one of my best friends charlie uh shout out charlie um to camp and he talked about after that year of camp he was like man thank you for bringing me to camp god opened my eyes and god has i i'm called to ministry and so i was like ooh that's that's a that's a big deal um and it kind of got my mind rolling but i wasn't i was like nah i am i will help with ministry forever but i'm not called to full time ministry uh and just kind of as time went on and as i realized i knew god was calling me and i realized that i was kind of pushing it away cuz i was like i don't want that responsibility and, uh, anyway, so I, was, I realized like how awesome of a opportunity that was and how, yeah. how cool and just, I was excited for it eventually. But at first I was like, uh, no, I'm not doing yeah. this. And so what about a little you? Bit,
1: a little bit of a Jonah moment. Like, yeah. you know, are you sure God, are you, you know, maybe I should walk, maybe I should run away from this. And yeah. I, I had a little bit of that with, with mine. Uh, I was, I was leading the youth worship band yeah. at, uh as a youth leader at first Baptist, New Orleans. And, and I was discerning like what, what I was supposed to do with the rest of my life. And I had considered ministry earlier on in life and just was like, man, that would be the most fulfilling thing to do just mm-hmm. to, to, cause I just have been impacted by other ministers and I just love God with all that I have. And I just want to minister to people and make an impact. And that would be the most amazing thing to do. But then I kind of like got discouraged and was like, maybe I shouldn't do that. And, you know, maybe, and i just was started thinking about career i started thinking about what my other friends were majoring in and mm-hmm. got me started thinking kind of super worldly which is not a bad thing to be thinking about if you're not called to ministry then be pursuing a career mm-hmm. but i kind of want to jump on their bandwagon but it was like one night where where i was i finished worship practice and i was in a sunday night service away from my family they weren't there and there wasn't many people there at, at church and and I was just wrestling. I mm-hmm. was really denying my call to ministry. I was just yeah. like, uh, uh, I, I feel like I need to do that, but I just, I don't know. And then I just really in that service, just out of the blue. So I don't even know what the pastor was preaching all at the time. <laughs> but God broke my heart, and I just went up and I was like, Pastor, I just need to tell you and tell the tell this people right. I just need to say it out loud. I yeah. feel like God has is calling me to ministry, and I just I don't know what that's gonna look like. Mm-hmm. I don't know sure. what the path's gonna be. But i I need to be all in for I feel so overwhelmed that that's what I
0: need to do. Yeah, I mean, and I resonate with that story because I have the same thing. Like I wasn't I'm not it wasn't sure what I was what that was going to look like, and I feel like most people when they finally answer that call to ministry, whether it's immediately or they kind of fight it off for a while, they're like, okay, now what? Now what? What am I? Some people get I'm going to be working with college students. I'm going to be working with children. I um, mean, and that changes. But some people are like, I know I'm called to ministry, and God lead me where you need me to go. Um, and so <clears throat> when you're trying to figure that out,
1: yeah, when you got, when you're trying to figure that out, it's a discerning process and yeah. you need to bring other people along with you and that's mm-hmm. a discerning process. You know, right after I felt called in that moment, I remember, you know, obviously I went forward to talk to my pastor to share that with the church. And then mm-hmm. I went home and told my parents what I did. They were like, you did what you're doing? <laughs> really? Oh, well, and we talked through that and they're like, are you sure? And there's a lot of, yeah questioning of that like are you sure you know what about this are you sure you're not just feeling that maybe you yeah. you know it's just like a recommitment thing you know yeah. you, there's other ways to do ministry other than like job ministry like
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think they want me to be a doctor or something i don't know <laughs> but and that's not that's not necessarily bad to have people kind of questioning your motives yeah i think that's a and good Discerning thing. that with you i had one of my um, a mentor of mine smoky gibson smoky is a past a pastor at uh, first baptist biloxi right now but at the time he was a seminary student and he was a mentor of mine mm-hmm. and a few other, a few other crazy youth and i talked to him and he did the same thing he's like mm-hmm. john aaron you know that you know does that mean that you're called to vocational ministry or does that mean yeah. that you just want to be a really good sunday school teacher someday mm-hmm. or like what does that mean and he talked through that and prayed through that with me and yeah. just got me thinking
0: well I- a lot of the times when you decide stuff I, and I find this with lots of things like when i decide i want a cookie and Katie asked me five different <laughs> questions about that cookie i'm like no nah, i don't want that cookie but as but with in this Is situation that has really happened that, that has happened to me you're like i want a cookie when my wife asked me or like when i'm like hey i want uh, i want to buy that book and she asked me t- five things about that book or she asked me are you sure and then so a lot of times i'll change my mind unless that sure. it's unless, like a
1: spontaneous decision
0: yes unless that i'm sure and then when i could be asked 100 questions and i know this is what, that's what it is. Yeah. So that's how like ministry calling, how sure.
1: And I would say this discernment process happens like at the, at the point of calling, but yeah. that, as you are discerning your calling, it's, it, I mean, it's not just a, I feel called. Sometimes it's, I feel called. I know where I'm going. Yeah. Some people know that. Some people do. Some people like myself <laughs> would be like, I feel called when, when I'm 18. Yeah. And then you just know that that's there. And then you might have that calling reconfirmed and you're working it out and you, yeah, Tr- there, and so there's a process to it, and we're going to talk through some of those points of process, but th- yeah. I, th- I think when you feel led to co- to go to a different type of ministry, or sometimes you feel called from one place to another. Yeah. And so these principles that we're going to share with isn't just like your immediate calling. So you mm-hmm. might be listening to this podcast and you're like, well, I've been, I felt called for like five yeah, years, sure. so I don't need to hear this podcast. <laughs> but I think this podcast, some of the principles we're going to discuss are going to be like your initial calling, Mm -hmm. but also like five years, 10 years in when you're, maybe your calling's changed or your context of where you're going to be serving is changing. How do you, how do you discern through that calling as well? Yeah. So, um, number one is talk with others. Yeah. And we allude to that and, and mentors, parents, pastors, Mm -hmm. get other people that you trust. Godly people. It's not like, don't put it on Facebook necessarily. (laughs) What do you guys think? (laughs) or talk a to a like, poll on Facebook. You know, you have friends that aren't Christians or friends that aren't the best influences. You want to go to your godly, mature friends. Yeah. And you want to say, will you pray for me about this? Will you mm-hmm. t- what do you think? Do you think I feel called? To- do you, do you- I'm, I'm thinking about ministry. What do you think? And they may, they may affirm you and they may not affirm you. Sometimes when people don't affirm me, it makes me even more sure that, that I'm actually supposed to do what they're not <laughs> affirming. Because in that process... They're like, are you? It just my. It makes me feel like, like I'm so much more. Sure. Yeah, you're you're doubting this, but the fact that you're doubting it and I'm not doubting it makes me more sure that this is exactly what, I, what yeah. I'm supposed to do.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, what you spent four or five years um, as a college minister, and uh, in, in six, years. Six, six years, six years, six years as a college ministry. Sorry, sorry, I, I underestimated not but yeah. six years as a college minister. Don't ever make that mistake. <laughs> full-time college pastor at. In Tennessee at Tennessee Tech, um, and then you felt a your calling change. Um, yeah, I felt. Can you, walk us through that. And a now bit?
1: I'm a pastor at a church in Southeast Houston, which yeah. I've never been. Like I've visited Houston like once before, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I didn't know anyone here. I had no connections here. That's not necessarily always the case, but yeah. You know, you got to build up. Basically, I came to a point where I felt like I the God was making me discontent in my context mm-hmm. and I felt like there's something that I need to be doing uh, that, that, that our ministry had come, came to a point where, um, someone else can step in and lead this ministry. Yeah. But I, I feel called to go to a place where, where, uh, where I needed to make a bigger impact for God's glory, yeah. that there's a place out there's a place where I could bring God even more glory with my with my life and mm-hmm. with, with our life and ministry, make a, a a greater great commission impact at that time. Yeah, and um, it's not a it's not saying like the pastor. It's you can is more strategic and more God glorifying than a college minister. I'm not yeah. saying that, but I'm saying for me, we had been there for six years and invested in, into that place, and and God had used us to build it to a place of where it was of health, yeah, and for my heart, God had done something where he had began to bring me to show that that door was kind of closing, and that he was yeah. giving us permission to go find another door, so there was like a discon there was something that yeah. God was doing, and I just had to go to my wife and say, yeah. Emily, um I, I feel like <laughs> God's doing something here, and it's crazy, and I, what do you think, yeah, um, and so I began that process with her but I would say even with, min- if you're just, dis- if you're discerning your ministry calling, whether it's from the very first ministry calling or calling from ministry context to ministry context, mm-hmm. you need to, uh, consult your wife. Yeah. You need to consult other people, but yes. I'm going to say you need to consult your wife because your wife, she, she may not be on board at first, mm-hmm. but before you move, yeah, she needs to be on board <laughs> because, <laughs> because uh, God has, God's called you to be together yeah, and he's, he's called you to be one flesh right. and, and, you know, it might be a process for her to, for her to come on board. Sometimes you find out that your wife was on board before you were on board. Yeah. And, um, or your wife was like, yeah, I knew, I knew that that was pro- probably something was happening right there. You, you've you kind of told me a little bit about that with, when you're feeling called to change contexts.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we, uh, we, we've talked about this before and in, in, in podcast before, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but, um, we had kind of discussed moving uh to a different context, uh, in, I mean, like there are a couple options options that kind of came up, and we were both like, "No, we don't feel called to that," and we're gonna we're gonna stay here. Um, but in the context that we were in, we kind of felt um, like I, Katie. She was noticing this before I was noticing it. That I was kind of half in, half out on ministry. Um, even though I was thought that I might do by vocation, I was kind of half in, half out on ministry, doing the full time job at at the college and working part time at the church. And uh, and as I was working that full time full time job at the college, I, my 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 calling got clouded. Um, and I let my I let other things kind of get in the way a little bit. Anyway, um, long story short, my wife came to me um, and talked to me, and she was like, "Are you sure this is what you want to do?" Um, after ta- after I was looking at MBAs, I was looking at like free education stuff and moving up the ladder. And she said, N- "You've never said any of this kind of thing to me before." So, but I, but I do know what you've said to me before, and I was like, "You're right." And so after that, I mean, it shortly after that, we got the message from you about the position opening here. And I was like, Katie, I think we need to pray about this. And I mean, we prayed together and then you called. And as we were talking through what that would look like, you're like, put Katie on the phone. And so, yeah. <laughs> which was uh, interesting, but we ended up it's talking. It's so
1: important. It's so important to have, mm-hmm. have uh, the hus- your husband and wife on the same page as, as you're pursuing and discerning God's will for mm-hmm. your marriage and yeah. for your life and for your ministry together. It's mm-hmm. so important. I've, I've um it's been it's been so it's I, I don't know I've heard stories where people have been their wife has not been on the same page and it's not healthy be weird. and that's something be you need, that's something you need to like figure out ahead of time because you're mm-hmm. gonna have trials in your ministry yeah and trials and moving ministry context moving is not a is no small deal yeah and it's it's a lot of pressure on your wife in general but especially if she's not feeling that calling and not, but so yeah so she should affirm that or she should begin that process with you as you discern whether mm-hmm. this is the direction for for your marriage bringing in some mentors in your life there's people that i always go to to ask uh like my i mean i've talked to like talked to them in like six months or a year or whatever but i'm always going to call them up and say hey i just want to let you know this is something that i'm praying through will you pray with me through this or what do you think what do you think about this opportunity and again to get yeah. get their their input Mm-hmm. And um, that really, really shapes, um, well, it gives me a prayer partner and yeah. it gives me some good feedback from people who have
0: experience. Yeah. So So we we talked about discussing with, with people that you trust, mentors, spouse, and other pastors. Um, and I think another one that uh, is really good that we have, uh, that we've talked about before um, is if you want to play the game, get on the field. What does that mean? What does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, so if uh, – if you want to pl- if you want to play football, you know, you got to go where football is being played. Yeah. And so go ahead and you, you want to look and seek out opportunities, experience, you know. If you feel called to ministry, well how are you going to know how are you going to know what type of ministry you're called to or how are you going to get experience unless you go and pursue mm-hmm. ministry opportunities? And so that means Go to church. Go to people. Say, "Hey, I'm discerning this." Hmm. Or is there a way I can serve? Can I help out with the youth group? Can yeah. I can I serve on this leadership team? Or can I just volunteer? Can I sweep up after youth? Whatever you can do to get yeah. on the field. If you need to be like a custodian, yeah, like at the church after or whatever. Whatever you can do to get there. So bringing it, bringing it back to the football analogy or sports analogy, like just get somewhere where you're around the players, you're around yeah. the field, you're around the coach, and and just look for opportunities to to serve and be a good steward in those areas. Yeah. Um, Do well with what you, the little things you've been given and look for that opportunity for someone to say, well, this person's actually pretty invested. I'm going to give them a shot. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, uh, I could say, I could say in my short time in ministry, um, the times that I have gone to a church and said, Hey, I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm here to help. Um, it, it, they, they haven't said, Oh no, you can't help. Um, uh, churches will will let you help. And um, I've even adopted, I've taught, I've said this enough times, but I've even adopted the in ministry, you're going to move a lot of chairs because of that. Yeah.
1: Um, I've had people come up to me uh, and this, so this, I would recommend not taking this approach, but I've had people who've come up to me in ministry and been like, I'm ready to be your next worship leader.
0: <laughs> uh, what did I say? <laughs> when, when <you're>, uh, <laughs> I'm not talking about you specifically, <laughs> Yeah, but, <laughs> but there's
1: other, other people and are people saying I'm, I'm ready to be this. Or, I'm going to be this. And it's like, okay, you can, Start uh, cool to be straightforward, but also be willing to be humble. Yeah, you know, you may think that you feel called to this, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to necessarily step in and be the next pastor of this church automatically. Yeah, or don't go up to the pastor and say, "I'm going to replace you one day." Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Go in and be like, "Hey, how can I start a prayer ministry for you?" Yeah,
0: or 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 I mean, that could legitimately. What can I help with? Because I've seen so many people, um people in, in my peers who have gone to the church gone to a church and they've said, I am going to be doing children's ministry one day. I'm gonna do children's ministry and they get into that and that will they realize maybe I'm not cut out for this ministry. Yeah. Um and, That's
1: part of the discerning process.
0: Yeah.
1: It's also part, part of discipleship. I mean yeah. going and sitting at people's feet mm-hmm. and saying, How can I serve you? Yeah. I have a friend Gary Stidham, who's the BCM director, BSM director at university of Texas Arlington. He posted on Facebook the other day. He's like, stop asking people to pour into you. Discipleship's <laughs> not about people pouring into you. It's like, like it's one, a one sided thing. So like
0: millennials, so be smash. careful not to be like, fill me
1: up. I want to, you know, give, give me something. Discipleship is going to give and give other things to other people. Yeah. Uh, and g- giving towards ministry. So go with that heart of, of service and humility and and seek out someone to disciple you in ministry. Man,
0: I I just want to know what led your friend to like to post that because Dude, like some years. I just want people to just would someone just pour into me. <laughs> like oh, I just want be poured there's into. There's nothing wrong with being with being with being poured into. We've all felt that and we've all think, been filled up and awesome. Uh but he was like, that's stop, you want. <laughs> discipleship is not
1: being poured into. Yeah. It's like it's a it's a <laughs> a given it's a it's a give and take it's a it's a process of putting yourself under christ but yeah kind of digress to some we did, degree
0: but sorry i i just just want to know i i would love to talk to that guy
1: but that's the thing like we need to we need to go and put ourselves under people as we seek out opportunities for ministry yeah and uh, humble ourselves in that way just get on the field
0: that's get on the field and when we we've talked to those people when we're on the field um we find out uh, we usually from our closest ones, and actually getting on the field, we find out what our gifts are. Right? Mm-hmm. We find out what I mean people that people that are closest to us are going to tell us what our gifts are, and when we get on the field, we find out what they are as well.
1: Yeah, you can do some spiritual gro- some spiritual gifts surveys. There's some really cool ones out yeah. there. You can do like a some sort of gifting uh, or um, personality testing and stuff. And there's a lot of that, yeah. that, those are really good tools. I think mostly for. Do you
0: know your Meyer Briggs? Uh, yeah like yeah. <laughs> you sorry. Can,
1: you can take those. We should do a whole podcast about about that, <laughs> those tests and stuff like that. But that's helpful in some ways and gives you some no. affirmation. I know a lot of no. people and we we do it here sometimes too when we get pe- we get our staff members, our prospective staff members to fill out personality mm-hmm. forms and stuff yeah. like that. But you can those are some good things to help you with your to know your gifts, but really experiencing ministry. Yeah is a good way to find your gifts and asking other people what their perspectives of your gifts are yeah. too. Because sometimes we know how to say, well,
0: my gift obviously is leadership,
1: <laughs> you know, when yeah. maybe it's not necessarily, right. or maybe that isn't your, your, your biggest strength, but it's something you can grow in.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some gifts that there's some gifts that people obviously that you want and that you want to say that they are. But, um, there's a lot of times you gotta, you gotta ask, I mean, you gotta pray and you gotta, I mean, you gotta figure it out. i um, so, yeah, I completely understand kind of feeling what that so is the, about.
1: Yeah, discerning your calling is about um, knowing your giftingness. Mm-hmm. I think also knowing your desires. It's not a it's not a bad thing to think through like how has God wired me? What are some yeah. things that I'm passionate about? What mm-hmm. am I what do I what do I wish I could do? If I could do anything in ministry for God? Yeah. What do I want what could I do? What could I do for God? Just yeah. what do you get excited about when you think about ministry? Mm-hmm. And um, and also you know, in term, and then also in terms of your gifts, but what are you burdened about? Yeah. What do you, what does your heart break for? Like, what do you feel like is not right? Yeah. And, in, in oh, if you can say like, God, could you use me to like help fix this? Now I'm not saying like have a critical spirit about yeah. an existing ministry, like, which is easy to do. That's it, so easy to do. to mm-hmm. be like, well, I could do better than that pastor. So yeah. well, maybe I should go be a pastor <laughs> so I can do better than him or whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: Or, man, I could sing better than him. The ministry you find yourself in, it's really easy to critique people in the same ministry.
1: But it's, you know, it's more about, well, I think that I could, I feel burdened because I want, I think, I think God God can maybe use me to help, to help, to help lead people to him in this type of ministry. I feel burdened that maybe to bring light into this, into this the darkness here in this place or to to um i feel burdened because these students are you know there's so many students who just don't have a father figure or don't have mm-hmm. a role model or there's students who are it's it's an impressionable time and somebody needs to step in and yeah. and or you know for college ministry youth ministry children's yeah. ministry whatever it is mm-hmm. you need to have a burden for ministry yeah
0: and yeah a lot of that comes from your from your background and seeing where God has brought you from. I mean, I can say personally, uh, I didn't grow up with the best father figure. I didn't grow up with like in a, in a Christian family, but, uh, as God brought me through those fires, he real, he, I mean, at those, those times, uh, he helped me to see, Hey, like you're kind of, he helped me to kind of see that I've a calling to maybe families or, or a burden or a conviction to toward families, uh, where i who knows how it would have been with that with with a great family i could have been awful but just seeing all seeing where i've come from uh, god has used that to convict me in that way um and so i'm just what are you convicted about what are you burdened about i mean they can Yeah come and, that, and that's what things.
1: happened to me because we were you know i had been burdened for college ministry that's why we had been preparing and going and serving in that yeah in that area and i'm still burdened for college ministry but mm-hmm at some point my burden for the church as a whole and not seeing churches struggle and not that are the churches that are not realizing their great potential and their Mm -hmm. great commission potential. Yeah. Stepping into a context where like people say, man, that's not going (laughs) to, it's going to take a miracle for this to work. Yeah. And for me to think God can do miracles. God, he raises the dead all the time Mm -hmm. and God breathes life into dry bones. And why, why can't God do this? God can do this why man I have a burden for this God if you want to use me will you move me and open up an opportunity for me to step into a role where only only you can do this miracle in this the life of this church and so that's where God has called me here we've seen we've seen miracles and and uh, he's continuing to burden me for uh, for this ministry here and that's that's why we're here so you have to have those burdens. Yeah, You have to understand the clarity of your calling, and mm-hmm. you have to have a strong conviction and burden for the ministry if that's going to carry you through the thing that God
0: God's calling you to do. I hear this very Christian-y saying um, when, when people are burdened for things, and it's, it's not necessarily bad, but um, it's like, I have a heart for missions, or I have a heart for uh, unreached people groups, or I have a heart for this. Great. If you have a heart for that, that's Your if that's if that's your terminology for saying it, that's your that's that's what you are currently burdened or currently convicted about. Uh, so I, I just want to throw that out there. I yeah. know that we say,
1: and let's let's talk about this because I have a heart. Oh, no, that's that's good and it's yeah. authentic in a lot mm-hmm. of times, but it can also be it can make it all about you, yeah, and your heart. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing we need to say right now, leaning close to the podcast, turn up, <laughs> ministry. Is not about you
0: it's not, it's not about you
1: it's not about you and it, we make yeah. ministry about us it, yeah I can do this for the kingdom I mm-hmm. I I me 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 I'll be happy we've talked about your desires we've mm-hmm. talked about your burdens what does God want to be done here yeah where can where can God get squeezed the most out of you mm-hmm. to where you might be miserable but you're bringing people to God yeah God, you're you're pointing people to Christ yeah ministry is not about you mm. And so with that with that said do hard things yeah for the gospel yeah sign up for hard things yeah because if you don't sign up for hard things you will never experience the mm-hmm. joy and the maturity that comes from perseverance
0: yeah when we, when we realize when we realize the ministry is not about us i mean there's a lot of things that kind of go by the wayside like problems that you see in the church kind of go away like the buffet the buffet eater in the church and when, I'm not saying like physically eating but they pick and choose what they want fill me up that person like fit, pour into me that I'm not per, getting that what I need away. I'm not getting what I need all of these I'm all of these things that um a lot of big struggles in the church fed. all the big struggles in the church the music is not like I want it I mean all of their big struggles in the church kind of go by the wayside people don't fight about the carpet when they realize ministry is not about them absolutely so be willing to do those
1: hard things. Sign up for the hard things. So what I'm, what, where I want to go with this is saying don't limit your calling based upon what you feel like you want to do. And mm-hmm. like think about what God can do through you. Mm-hmm. And there's an equipping process, and we're going to talk about that equipping. We've talked about experience. We'll, yeah. we'll go more into that later on in another podcast. But God doesn't want to just use you for who you are right now. If you have a calling and a conviction and a burden, God will equip He equips those that He calls, mm-hmm. and so He will equip you to do things through you that He will do through you greater than you could ever do by yourself, for and greater than you could ever imagine that you could do. Yeah, He will do that through you mm-hmm. if you humbly accept His calling and allow Himself allow yourself to be to put yourself in a position where He can use you. So do the hard things. Sign up for it um i would also go say go hard in the paint <laughs> what does that mean philip that's a term that's a What's term it? go hard in the paint
0: you, you and i you and i <laughs> talked about this first time i saw, told it to you you're like what <laughs> what are you go talking about it's so a basketball term i even asked some of our uh senior adults here and they were like yeah that's a basketball term that means means take it in inside to the paint and johnny was like well i guess i just don't know <laughs> i don't even know
1: some senior adults knew
0: <laughs> no i know now i hear the some
1: paint analogies all the time and on, on, on TV and sports and stuff. But anyway, be willing to go hard in the paint for the Lord in ministry. If you're calling hard in the paint, hard in the paint. That's all a right. good
0: that's a good song. Look it up if you haven't if you haven't heard that song. It's not exactly like, you know, I wouldn't do all the things that it that it suggests in the song, but the song is hype. Okay. It's a Christian song. It is a Christian song.
1: So um I would uh, we don't need to like move away from this This conversation, this podcast, without saying these two things: trust in the Lord with all your heart; Mm -hmm. lean not on your own understanding, Mm -hmm. but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. So, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So, um, in this process, you just need to come to a place where you're praying, yeah, and you're discerning, and you're trusting, Mm -hmm. and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. The Bible also says that a man. Uh, makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. Mm-hmm. Make plans, put them down in pencil, and I'll let Him <laughs> adjust it. You yeah. know, I was always careful not to be like when I was discerning my calling to be like, "I'm going to do this." You don't know if you're going to do that. Yeah. God only only God knows what you're going to do.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good place to wrap up. But I will say, I will say I remember going to my old youth pastor who who did a great job of discipling me, and I said, "Hey, you know what? I." I'm gonna do ministry. God called me to ministry. And I'm gonna go to some impoverished place with no money and where people are just craving Jesus. Where I can get the most glory. I can get the most glory. (laughs) And the the, people will be like, Good for you. And my youth pastor laughed at me and he said, He's gonna send you watch him send you somewhere that's very affluent and and he's gonna grow you in that way and you're gonna realize. And I should call him and be like, Hey man you're a prophet (laughs) because that's where i'm at right now i mean it's not we're not in richburg usa but we're in an affluent area who and and it's just not what i was expecting in ministry and i'm okay with it god's got me here and it's what we're doing so i didn't direct my own path trust in
1: him follow him make your plans but let him direct your steps you got to pray the whole the whole discernment process is praying 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 to the lord on your knees Crying out to him, waiting for his timing, talking to your wife, talking to others, discerning with other people, but mm-hmm. most of all, talking to the Lord, yeah. We're asking, God, what do you want me to do? Seeking, saying, go, going, and trying to find those ministry contexts where you can seek, and knocking. Say, is this the right door? Is this the right ministry? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Nowhere does God, you know, God doesn't want. Well, God doesn't want you to be still sometimes. But he does also want you to be pursuing his plan, mm-hmm. pursuing his will, yeah. pursuing his for sure. direction for your life. So ask, seek, knock, pray, 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 pray.
0: Yeah, that's a good place to wrap up. Hey, you can follow us on Facebook at Millennial Pastor. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Philip Gantt. Uh, and also, I'm on Twitter at Phil Extravagant. Find me there, Johnny. Where are we where are we gonna find you at? Yeah,
1: I need some more Twitter followers. So find me at J A Matthew on Twitter and um, follow us on our podcast. Share this podcast, like yeah. it, subscribe. Subscribe. We'd love for you guys to do that. We're gonna get back in the swing of things, doing this once a week. Please. Yep check back often tune in subscribe so it can remind you when a new podcast is up
0: from now on when we get, from now on when we take a break we will let you know that we will be on a blah 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 a certain amount of time break whenever holidays come up and things like just that just
1: remember our next upcoming podcasts are going to be how do you get a job in ministry now uh-huh. you know what your calling is how do you get a job in? how should you prepare for ministry we're gonna talk about seminary and experience and some other things so yeah be checking back with all us. right we'll see
0: y'all next week